Welcome to the Creditors Bargain Podcast, a show where I discuss corporate insolvency law with guests who are academics or practitioners from different jurisdictions. I'm your host, Akshaya Kamalnath, a senior lecturer at the Australian National University College of Law. My guest today is Shwai Go, Assistant Professor of Law at the China University of Political Science and Law. We discuss his book, Recognition of Foreign Bank Resolution Actions, published by Edward Elgar. You'll find the link to the book in the show notes. Hi, Shwai, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Congratulations on the new book, Recognition of Foreign Bank Resolution Actions. Thank you very much. It's my great pleasure to be here and share with your audience about my recent publication. It's very exciting. Thank you. So I know you have interesting proposal, which I want to get to towards the end, but to kind of ease us into the topic, can you first tell us what do you mean by bank resolutions? Yes, I use bank resolution as a specific term that to describe a specific type of action that is taken by administrative resolution authorities, and those are of administrative natures, to solve banks that are failing or like to fail. So it's different from the general understanding of resolution of a failing institution, a failing company, or a failing bank. It specifically refers to those actions taken by administrative resolution authorities. I can take like two resolution tools, for example. One that is commonly used is bailing, which means two types of things. One is to write on the claims, partly or write on the zero. That means the creditor may lose their claims. And the second one is conversion, that is converting the creditor's claims to equity. That is also a way to affect the creditor's claims. It's to be noted different from normal bankruptcy insolvency proceedings in restitution, the decision to apply uh, bail-in or other restitution tools do not need creditors or shareholders' consent. That means this kind of write-down or conversion do not need the creditors' claim, uh, consent. The second one is transfer that is also commonly used, meaning transfer some of the assets or liabilities to another institution, to a bridge institution, that is separating the liabilities assets from a failing bank. The purpose of this resolution tools is to give back a clean balance sheet for those failing banks. That is to make sure they are back to normal again. I think this is a general introduction of what is I call bail resolution in my dissertation, in my book. Yeah, very interesting and topical. We've been seeing uh, some of this in the news in recent times. But just to ask you, you mentioned administrative re- resolution authority, right? So is there an example of such an authority you can give us? Yes, I could give you like examples of the United States and the European Union in the United States. I think the resolution authority is the federal uh, Deposit Insurance Corporation, FDIC. I think this is more uh, commonly known to others. And in the European Union, there's different levels of restoration authorities. And one that is set up in specifically response to the financial crisis is the Single Resolution Board, SRB, oh, what is short form. And this is a specific European agency that is established to address failing banks, failing financial institutions, and it 
monitors and handles resolution cases at the European level. But to be noted, this is only applied to the current Eurozone areas. And to be more precisely, this is the SRB is responsible for countries that are participating in the banking union. But at the moment, the banking union only is the European, the Euro, Euro area countries, member mm-hmm. states. So normally different countries have insolvency resolution procedures for companies. Why do you think we need a distinct bank resolution process? And why can't we just use the same resolution process that we use for other companies? Do you mean like regular insolvency bankruptcy proceedings? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I think about it. I think your question needs to break down into two separate uh, parts. The first one is why do we need a special bank insolvency or insolvency proceeding or special uh, process for banks? I think mm-hmm. the banks, firstly, is quite different from normal companies. It has a very uh, complicated and sophisticated social connectiveness with all these kind of depositors, investors, and other counterparties, other financial institutions. So if one bank fails, it could lead to what we call bank run. So that's made to cause some disability to the society, to the financial system. Also, banks that takes like some infrastructure functions, including the payment system. And if one bank fails, it could do very much harm to the payment system and other uh, financial systems. That's something we want to avoid. So this is something that, like bank are different from uh, normal companies, what we think is to keep the financial stability to maintain that we can uh, resolve a bank, a failing bank in an orderly manner. But what we need, I think in the past, before the financial crisis, there were already some special arrangements for banks, like the involvement of financial supervisory authorities to make sure that financial stability is guaranteed. However, during the financial crisis, we noticed like two other shortcomings that is not perfectly addressed by the previous bank insolvency systems. The first one is financial stability can still cannot be guaranteed by uh, insolvency bankruptcy proceedings. Uh, normally, the insolvency and bankruptcy proceedings are supervised by courts, so judicial bodies, which their concern it's mostly about creditors, not the financial stability. And in, within the normal insolvency proceedings, there are not enough mechanisms to show financial stability. And the second, I think we have also seen in a lot of many cases that if a financial, stop, financial institution fails, it's very likely the government will bail out those financial institutions. That is the use of the tax, taxpayers' money to save the financial institutions. Let me course more hazard. That's what, what, what we want uh, to prevent in the future. Due to these two special circumstances, there emerges the new bank resolution regime. That's what I have discussed before. Right. Right. Thank you. So now to get to the interesting part, you've been giving us examples of bodies, administrative resolution authorities, and those were mostly focused on different domestic I guess it's not really domestic in the EU context, but mostly looking inward into one jurisdiction or a union. Your book is about international solutions, right? Before I get to asking you about international solutions, 
I want to ask why international solutions are required at all. Thank you very much. I think that's the purpose of uh, my uh, book to to establish or propose to establish international regime for a harmonized or at least a coherent bank restitution mechanism or, or, or system. What I think is now we have somewhat at a global level, we reached somewhat of a consensus that we need a special restitution regime for financial institutions. And many jurisdictions have adopted and implemented some reforms according to uh, international standards formulated by the Financial Stability Board or Basel Committee. And that's some progress we have in the past years. However, I still think in terms of cross-border matters, those are not um, well addressed. We still have some discrepancies in different legal systems with regard to bank restitution. Also, what we like care most, what may play a big part in the national financial world is those large international banks, international financial institutions. And a failure, the fading mechanism or the resolution of those large international financial institutions need not only one jurisdiction, but like a collaborative options from different jurisdictions. And the things I have mentioned, those are things that resolution mostly taken by administrative authorities. What do they actually need is the cooperative between different administrative authorities from different jurisdictions. So I think we're still lacking of this kind of cooperation mechanism among different resolution authorities. But why we do need this without this kind of things, we will end up in a situation that those international banks are resolved in a fragmented way. That means they can only be resolved under one sovereign state in one jurisdiction and their values will be break down and there may be conflicting resolution authorities among different jurisdictions that may causing financial stability or like causing contagious effect across borders. So why I think what we need is a global resolution authority. At least we can make sure those resolution uh, actions can be made effective across borders. Um, so towards the end, you say you need, you're advocating for a global resolution authority, and I'll uh, try and ask you a little more about that now. But in your book, you talk about some international standards that already exist in this context. So maybe you can give us a rundown of that and then talk about your proposal in more detail. Yes, what I refer to mostly is the Financial Stability Board's key attributes for effective resolution of financial institutions. So this kind of key attributes set up the general framework of bank restitution. And it also proposes some ideas about making bank restitution actions effective across borders, like recognition, like collaboration, including setting up crisis management groups, also signing into institution-specific uh, cooperation agreements. But what we have done, I think we have made some progress in this regard. And well, I would like to refer to one of the books, the my advisors, Matthias Hendrens, edited also with Professor Bob Wessels, the research handbook on cross-border bank restitution. 
And in the concluding part, I also participate in that uh, book. And we like summarized four tools to address cross-border bankruptcy issues. The first one is private law solution. That is to implement uh, recognition clauses in the private financial contracts, financial instruments. One of the pioneers in this regard is the ISTA, International Derivatives and Swaps Association. They published model contracts for uh, financial counterparties to be included in their financial contracts, such as recognition of bail-in, recognition of transfer. That means those parties signing into this contracts agree to be bound by uh, restitution actions taken by restitution authority, even though this kind of restitution authority is located in another jurisdiction. The second one is also the cooperation one that's been uh, promulgated or so advocated by many international organizations as well as national authorities. There have been quite a lot of cooperation arrangements between the central banks like the FDIC or, 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 or the Bank of England. However, as from a legal point of view, I think those cooperation arrangements do not have a binding effect uh, and a made lack of enforceability in terms of real crisis. And the second one is about recognition enforcement. And this is also the one I have a, a detailed discussion in my book. I believe a recognition enforcement mechanism could give effect to foreign resolution actions. That is, by unilateral adopt this kind of recognition mechanism in one jurisdiction's own law unilaterally, and then foreign resolution actions can apply for recognition and to have effect in that jurisdiction. And the fourth one, I, th I think as you rightly mentioned that there's a supranational action, a supranational authority that could be applied what happened before the single resolution board, SRB, in the European Union functions as this kind of supranational authority. So it can administrators cross-border banks at a European level very effectively, this is the only authority that can have the authority to address cross-border banks. However, I do think that supranational, this kind of supranational authority approach may not be feasible across the globe and to other jurisdictions, basically the other nations lack this kind of uh, legal and economic close uh, relationship like the European member states. Mm -hmm. So what I propose in my dissertation is uh, a more detailed recognition enforcement mechanism. I think that makes a lot of sense. Enforcement is ultimately uh, where uh, the rubber hits the road. So I, I think it was a fascinating uh, discussion and also I enjoyed uh, reading your proposals in the book and I, it was an absolute uh, pleasure discussing this with you. So thanks so much. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure.